0: Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the First Cup Podcast. Hey, if you could do us a favor, it's actually a huge deal for us and we'd appreciate it so much. Leave a review, leave a comment, and make sure and subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy it. We appreciate your support so much. And with that being said, check out episode two of the First Cup. Hey, welcome back to the First Cup Podcast. This is episode number two, and we hope that we can encourage you, that we can maybe teach you something, you know, maybe at the very least entertain you while you're drinking and finishing your first cup of the coffee of the day. And in fact, the first cup I'm drinking today is a cup from Bar 9 here in Culver City, Los Angeles, and it's Mm -hmm, actually a blend called The 9, and it's 80% Colombian washed coffee, and I love this. They're nine coffee. It's going to change a little bit, but they always... Uh, spice it up a little bit with uh, a variety, a gesha variety, into the blend, and so you're always going to get something a little bit different, something a little bit exciting. And this one is uh, has 80% from Narino, Colombia, and 20% Baru Gesha from 90 plus in Panama, and it has some really exciting uh, orange blossom, has some really honeyed characteristics, and deep purple florals, because you can taste colors now and uh, some jammy berry. But what I love that is consistent with this uh, roast, this blend, is that you're always going to find that it is full and bright. It's exciting. You know, even as this thing ages over time and I continue to brew it, I'm finding new tasting notes and new things to be excited about. So check out Bar 9. To be completely honest, it's the shop that I most frequent here in Los Mm. Angeles. It's It's the first coffee shop You know, fun fact, first coffee shop I visited when I moved to Los Angeles four years ago and I've stayed a loyal customer for four years. So hopefully that tells you something. But check them out. They also have a really cool subscription. I'm not sponsored by Bar 9 by any means, but I just think it's really cool. They have a subscription where they'll send you some coffee, but they also have a new one called Bar 9 Odyssey. And they don't tell you what you're going to get. It's kind of like, you know, you're going to pay X amount, and you're going to get a coffee that's value is far beyond what you're paying. Hmm. And it might come in different volumes or different gram sizes and different things like that, but it's going to be coffee that blows your socks off. So check out Bar 9. I really can't talk about them enough. I love those guys over at Bar 9. But today, we're going to continue on the First Cup Podcast. Uh, Last last week, last podcast, we were talking about how to be cool, and we're going to continue in that vein. And we're going to today talk about how to be cool. I want to give you just five more things, and these are just things that you know maybe culture, society, or media will tell you one thing is cool, but I want to tell you that there are a few things that will always be cool. They'll Mm -hmm. never go out of style. And so the first one, while we just started off, is pushing through. You know, Mm -hmm. pushing through will never go out of style. If you can just become someone that has some endurance, that has some backbone, that can stand tall so even good. in the midst yeah. of adversity, you know, you're going to become someone that people admire and mm-hmm. respect. You know, I've never looked at someone who who I really look up to and say, "Man, your life was so easy." Wow, I admire <laughs> right. that so much. But people whose lives are mm-hmm. storied and the narrative of their life yeah. is them overcoming the odds and pushing through. Those so are the type of people I want to be around. Those are the type of people that inspire me. No one mm-hmm. loves a movie that at the beginning of the movie, the character you know inherits a bunch of money and then it's just like them going to restaurants and hanging out and having nothing going on in their life. Number one, it's mm-hmm. not relatable. That's not life. Yeah. Life is difficult. Life is painful. Life has its so ups and downs. Yeah. But there's something relatable about a character in a movie or a story that's gone through something mm. and comes out on the other side even better. I yeah. think all of us, you know, the the you know, the tragedy sometimes is that we stop just one step. To you know, so true. one more step and yeah. you would find your breakthrough. Mm-hmm. One more step and you would push through, right? Yeah. We see so many relationships, so many marriages fall apart mm-hmm. because they're just not willing to push through. Yeah, this Don't things give up too early. Yeah, d- you know it's always too early to quit. Yeah, and it's never too late to start. Like, mm-hmm. let's just make the decision. I'm gonna push through it, and Absolutely. your life will be so much stronger and better. I promise. You'll laugh a year from now at what mm-hmm. you're going through now if you push yeah. through it. If you don't push through it, you'll cry a year from now about the same thing you're crying about right now. But you just got to push through it. And that kind of leads me to the next one is it's really cool to do hard things, right? You just have to do hard things. Want to know what's really hard? Staying consistent. Mm. What's really hard is – So true being dependable, but if you just do hard things, Mm -hmm. you'll find that you build up a stamina and endurance. If you do hard things, the result of your hard work, I'm telling you, your life will look drastically different. Mm -hmm. You should, I've never met someone who's like, hey, I wanna be a leader, I wanna be a pioneer, I wanna change the space, but I'm just gonna keep walking in the footsteps as everyone else.
1: Yeah.
0: Wanna know what world changers and world shakers and leaders do? They do the hard work of carving a new way in a new path. And yeah. look, I just know this, that if I do the hard things and, I, car- and if I carve the difficult path, then it makes it easier for people to go through and walk through where I've gone. And then they can create their own ways, their own path. Mm-hmm. But if I don't do the hard thing, I actually rob people and I, I make them do the things that I should be doing. Right. And in my they-
1: life. Yeah, go ahead. I think it relates back to your first point. When you push through and you go through those hard things, it makes it that much easier the next time. You can look back and go, wow, look what I did this time. I didn't even think I could do that. So of course I can do this that I'm faced with now, right? It might look harder, but you have that knowledge now. It builds that stamina, that character, and it builds that inside of you, that force that says, oh no, I can do this. Look what I've done here.
0: Right. And and I I do mean do hard things. Don't do impossible things. Yeah. Right. It's like, I want to go, go go climb Mount Everest. I'm not going to go to the base of the mountain and try to jump to the top. Right. I'm going to go to the first base camp. Then I'm going to set it up. I'm going to allow my lungs to adjust to the altitude. Then Mm -hmm. I'm going to climb to the next one. It's like, I want, I want to continue to do hard things. And then when I look back, I realize I've achieved the impossible. Mm -hmm. I've done something I never thought I could do Yeah. just because today I did the hard thing of not pressing the snooze button. Mm. Today, I did the hard thing, I went to the gym. Today, I I did the hard thing, and I reconciled a friendship that was going the wrong way. Today, I built my side of the bridge that I Mm -hmm. previously burnt down. Today, I'm just gonna do a hard thing. And if I do one hard thing a day, then I know that what is hard for me now a little bit down the line won't be hard for me anymore yeah if you do hard things your capacity will stretch your capacity will grow and you'll be able to really take on the things that your future has in store for you right the next one and i'll give some context but the next one that will never go out of style that will always be cool is inviting new people Mm -hmm. right like being someone of being in someone that's inclusive mm-hmm. instead of exclusive, like right. you know there's this, there's this whole whole thing going, you know or, or was around a little bit ago, no new friends. <laughs> like how sad of an existence, <laughs> right? right? Seriously. Like no new friends. man, that's a, that's a way to have small thinking. That's a way so for your life to be minimalized. That's mm-hmm. a way for you to live inside of a bubble or a box. No new friends means that no new perspectives, no new ideas. That's how people get these weird, crazy, no awkward. Yeah, they don't change, right? Times pass you by. Mm. But if you continue to be someone that's inclusive, you invite people and invite new people, mm-hmm. then your look, your life gets better. And watch, yeah. no one doesn't want to be included. Mm-hmm. But everyone feels valued in an invitation. Everyone so feels so needed true. when they're invited, mm-hmm. right? I remember when I was new to this city, I met some incredible people who just, they were so good at inviting me. Hey, why don't you come to this event? Why don't you come mm-hmm. to this thing? And right away, I felt like I was just, I was in right? And there's no better feeling. When I get an invitation from someone, it's almost like a Christmas present. You know, it's like, oh man, they thought about me. This is great. This is awesome. And I want to do the same thing. Yeah. I feel, I feel cool, right? I feel part of it.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's one thing, right? When the invitations come in, that's cool. I feel cool, Mm -hmm. but you will be cool if you're the one sending the invitations. I'm not saying you need to go out and go to events to invite people, but just invite people to be part of your life. Yeah. Right.
1: There's nothing better than getting a text from someone saying, "Hey, how's your day? Like, you want to meet up for coffee?"
0: Right. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And then if you're just right, one of it's inviting new people, and the other part is is including people because it's like you can have someone new in the room and not talk to them, and it's yeah. like it's almost worse. Yeah. But totally. you include them, and you just bring them in. And what what I'm not saying is you should invite anybody to come into your life and instantly have influence in your right, life. Right, right. That's maybe dangerous reckless maybe not wise but <laughs> new people and relationships new people and opportunities right yeah. your life will just be so much better what the nice. next one uh is probably the most difficult one on this whole list but it will never not be cool it'll always be amazing is being vulnerable mm. right yeah just being vulnerable with yourself being vulnerable with others mm-hmm. if you're not vulnerable you're not relatable you know I'm the biggest superhero nerd. Like I'm just I'm just a a massive nerd in general. Mm -hmm. But here's a fun fact for you. When Superman dropped on the scene, right, there was no Clark Kent. It was just Superman. Mm. And they couldn't sell an issue. Like they would they wouldn't sell off they they couldn't do it. Like this guy's invincible, he can do anything. And they wouldn't sell, right? He's not relatable. (laughs) But as soon as they introduced Clark Kent, his alter ego who didn't have, he wasn't the CEO. He was a timid reporter who yeah. needed glasses and help, right? Yeah. Like all of a sudden, these things began to fly off the wow. shelves. And now we have the most iconic fictional character maybe ever yeah. in Superman, That's right? So cool. It, it, why? Yeah. Because people could relate to him yeah. and they could see a change and they could relate. Hey, I'm like this. And if he could do it, In a a sense, I could do it, right? Right, right. But it takes being vulnerable to be relatable. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard part, isn't it? Because if you're vulnerable, well, all of a sudden you let people in and they can misuse you, they can abuse you, they can disappoint you. Yeah, But the risk is worth the reward, isn't it? Absolutely. You'll never have a real relationship Mm -hmm. or a real friendship unless you let people in. Mm -hmm. Not just that, but I just think in leadership... If you're vulnerable, you'll have people that will trust you. So true. Right? Yeah. And I'm not saying you need to be vulnerable. You got to be very intentional with who you're fully vulnerable with. Mm-hmm. There's a few facts yeah. in my life right. that I'll be vulnerable with anybody. Right. right? My dad grew up. Yeah. I grew up with my dad. He had dementia. Right? Now it's very difficult for me and my family, right I'll be vulnerable with that. There's a few other things that I'm vulnerable with only a close group of people, yes but they do they know everything, right right I trust yeah. them, I'll be completely open with them because I know I can trust them, I can lean into them, and it's a place where I can go to process, invent. Mm-hmm. and if I didn't have that, man, look, at the end of the day, everyone is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's whether or not you allow people to see your vulnerability or if it causes you to crack so people can see your vulnerability. Yeah. When people put on facades and fronts and if they have to read you their resume every time you have a conversation with them, like, you know, those people you meet up with and it's like, Hey, how's it going? Like you just ask them about life. And it's the first thing they bring up is their careers or the things that they've, you know, Oh, I had this opportunity and I talked to this business guy and Oh man, this, this, uh, this money, this order coming in. Oh man, this is amazing. I'm like, come on. I just want to know how you're doing. I don't want to know about. All the, you know, all the accolades and things just tell me how yeah. you're doing. Right? right. And those people, it's so glaring. It's so obvious. Hey, mm-hmm. you're covering something. Right. You're hiding something. You're probably insecure. Maybe you're comparing yourself. And I think that's, that's the tricky thing with a comparison game is you're the only one doing it. Absolutely. You're probably comparing yourself with someone who has mm-hmm. no idea. They, they couldn't even care less. Yeah right? Look, they started in a different place than you started. They have different resources than, than you, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I heard a pastor say recently, uh, actually on the leadership lean in podcast, shout out to leadership lean in pastor Chad. Yeah. uh, Head over there, but we can't compare the harvest. We have to compare the hustle. Right. And so I'm just going to hustle. I'm going to work harder than anyone else. Right. And I'll do that by being vulnerable with Mm -hmm. my weakness And through that, I can actually work on my strengths and not be held back. Own your vulnerability. Yeah, own it. Be vulnerable and people want to be around you. This last one um, will never go out of style, but asking good questions. If you can ask good questions, you'll be surprised at the good answers you get. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, they really want fast answers. Yeah. Right. It's like I type into Google and now Google, I don't even have to click a link. It just has the answer for me right away. And that's great for math assignments or, (laughs) you know, a trivia. But I find the real questions in life, the serious questions in life, they require me to get slow answers. Mm -hmm. In other words, I need to to develop an opinion or an answer on my own. I can't have someone else just tell me the answer. Yeah. Right. The real questions we have in life. They're not something that we can find on a spreadsheet. They're not mm-hmm. something we can find on an infograph. They're not something that you can just discover through a Google search. The yeah. real questions in life or the real uh, answers in life are only found by developing questions on your own. Yeah. Developing opinions of your own and researching. Experience. Yeah, it's, it's experience. It's going to the right person, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, if you go to the doctor and you get a diagnosis you don't agree with, you get a second opinion,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? I never want to form any beliefs without a second opinion. So true. It's like that's how you get caught up in these weird belief systems, these weird ideologies, these weird philosophies. It's that you're, mm-hmm. not, you're not hearing the whole dialogue.
1: You're not, you got to listen to your gut too. Yeah. You know, if you know something's yes. not right,
0: right? You know, keep going absolutely you know i think that god created all of us with intuition absolutely right it's like you there's that gut feeling you have mm-hmm. in your logic and everything around you it might be like no this is great this is awesome but then you have that feeling in your gut and you're like this is not right yeah i don't know what off. it is there's something off mm-hmm. it's too good to be true whatever it is and yeah. you got to you know a great leader will go with their gut yeah they they've learned to trust their gut and they know what's they know when it's their gut and they know when it's gas right it's like it's like just because you have a little stomach ache it's like maybe you just need to eat something but a real leader has identified this i know what this is Uh and this is not right this isn't okay i don't know i don't know why Mm -hmm. i just know it's not it
1: and i think it's important you said what you said a great leader has trained themselves to to hear that Gut, you know, to yeah. listen and know what that is.
0: Absolutely. And, and that takes
1: time to develop and, and hone in on that.
0: 100%. Yeah. And I think the only way that you can really do that is, you know, if we go back to this last point is if you're not vulnerable with yourself, then you can't trust yourself. Yeah. Right. And look, when we talk about asking great questions, asking good questions, it comes from a place of... You know, not wanting to know information. It's mm-hmm. coming from a place where you want to find truth or yeah. the best answer, the best practice, and what that looks like for you. Yeah. You know, I think we live <laughs> in this day and age where people are on Twitter looking at Uber facts or they're looking at, you know, studies, mm. you know, different psychology studies or this or that or they and they quote stats yeah as if they're broad brush Ugh. standardized everyone Don't is like started. this right yeah and it's like you know hey 87 percent of people fall in this category and they think right away i'm part of the 87 yeah i think a lot of us might sometimes be in the 13 yeah right
1: and but, i mean how many different sites have different statistics like you just right. look at the first one you see and go okay that's what it is that's what
0: media is right now right that's it and we have to be good we have to be great at Mm -hmm. asking questions and if we can do that You'll never go out of style. You'll always get incredible answers because you've asked incredible questions. So we hope you've enjoyed episode two of the first cup. We hope you've been encouraged. You've learned something or at the very least, you've been entertained as you finish Mm -hmm. your first cup. We hope you have a great and awesome day and we'll see you at the next episode.